Welcome to HCS Talks. I'm your host, Superintendent of Hampton City Schools, Raymond Haynes. This is a Hampton City Schools podcast. If you are listening for the first time, thank you for joining us. If it's important to students, parents, teachers, the community, or anything that has to do with education, we hope to cover it on HCS Talks. The goal is to inform, educate, and even entertain you. Today, I have the opportunity to sit down with our very own chief of the Hampton Police Division, Chief Jimmy Weidman. So thank you for being here, Chief Weidman. I'm looking forward to our conversation and for the listening audience to learn more about you, your experiences, and the great partnership Hampton City Schools has with the Hampton Police Division. So many may not know about this, but you are a lifelong resident of Hampton. So tell the listening audience a little bit about yourself. Lifelong resident of Hampton. First of all, thank you, Dr. Haynes. I am like really excited for the opportunity. It's actually my first podcast, wow. so I'm thrilled. Wow. Okay. Um, yes, lifelong resident of Hampton. I've uh, been here all my life, loved every minute of it, had a temporary spell upon um, retirement where I worked uh, for the federal government, but then I ran back when the opportunity presented itself. Wow. Graduated from Bethel High School in 87. Volunteered with the Fire and Rescue Squad of Northampton on Todd's Lane, and then went professional as a career medic firefighter back in 1988. Wow. A Bruin. All day. You know, you and I go back and forth. You're a Bruin and I'm a phantom, but we're all (laughs) Hampton residents and very proud to be a part of the city of Hampton. So what was it like for you growing up here? Loved it. Um, um, Great opportunities, a lot of great friends, lifetime friends. That's what made it so easy to transition back. Um, enjoyed my school experience. Uh, and again, my volunteerism and volunteer opportunities that exist, a lot of community-oriented um, programs exist in Hampton as well. Um, during my time with the fire department, I was with Operation Smile. Uh, then when I went to the police department, I became a member of the um, Special Olympics Board for Richmond and uh, this surrounding region. Nice. I've done Relay for Life, uh, participated in so many other programs that, you know, engaging the community. So my transition to the police department was smooth and easy because I understood the purpose of the police division and their community engagement philosophies. So, and returning, I've just re-engaged all those things. Nothing short of remarkable. He mentioned uh, serving on the board with yes. the Special Olympics. Yes, sir. Yes, what sir. was that like for you? Oh, it was beautiful. I enjoyed the work and the purpose. Um, I was a co-captain for the region from Richmond down to the south side. Did that for a couple years. Um, just engaging the um, athletes, you know, supporting yes. them, helping raise money for the torch run, and then doing the um, travels to Richmond for the Special Olympics in, in Richmond. Um, an amazing experience. I advocate anyone that has an opportunity to participate on some level. Outstanding. So I've read that you begun your service, and you mentioned this, to Hampton as a volunteer with the Northampton Fire Department, Fire and Rescue Squad, at the age of 16. Yes. What drew you to public service at such a young age, and when did you sort of transition to the Hampton Police Department? Honestly, my dad, he's the one that introduced me to a gentleman named Bill Holt. He was the chief of the Volunteer Rescue Squad. And I did that, like I said, at age 16, fell in love with it then started doing the additional task of fighting fire and believed that a career in firefighting rescue would be my calling. So I went through the academy, came on board, did that for almost seven years with the city of Hampton. Okay. So you, you 
We have the Academy of Law and Public Safety at Bethel yes. High School, your alma mater. Love it. Uh, we have a wonderful partnership with the Hampton Police Division, as I mentioned earlier, Absolutely. and particularly with this academy. So tell us about the partnership and what you'd like to see students experience from the academy. Uh, great opportunities to know what all the options are for them, help them develop their course of their lives for their future. Um, had I not been introduced myself into the volunteer opportunity with the rescue squad and then from that position, looking to the police department as a furtherance of a career, um, I think the academy is exactly that, especially with a great partnership. Um, previously, we had a great partnership with the schools. Yes. Um, this is like my third tour of duty, whereas I can have a relationship with Hampton City Schools. Yes. Because I've supervised the school resource officers on two other occasions. And now, sitting in the chief's chair, <laughs> I can uh, provide more resources and further enhance that partnership. And again, every opportunity is like an opportunity to... I don't know, go back in my past and reflect and have a reunion and enhance my yes. experience. Yes. So oftentimes, Chief, we, we have young people look at the industry that the particular academy covers. So when are talking about law and public safety, it's not just focusing on becoming a police officer. It's all the yes. other careers that you can have within the police department, whether you're in human resources or things of that sort. So have you all sort of connected with the advisory board with the academies and yes. talked about the different positions and tell the audience about that. I've, I've attended some of the meetings. Um, we've had that dialogue. We're looking and planning for our next future endeavors together, but there are so many other positions besides just the sworn positions. Yes. We have uh, a bunch of professional positions such as dispatchers, um, uh, administrative staff, forensic personnel. Yes. Um, call takers, public safety officers, cadets for those that want to be in uniform but not necessarily in a sworn capacity, and just so many other specialties. So just when people think police department, they have that one yes. vision of just officers doing patrol work. But we staff about 400 sworn and civilian employees, so there's so many opportunities that exist and also can be a gateway to other possibilities such as federal employment, federal law enforcement, or other careers within the city of Hampton. And we think that is essential and key to this work when we're talking about the academies and getting them exposed to the industry, not just looking at those particular academies mm -hmm. when you see law and public safety at face value and saying, oh, police officer. There's so many other opportunities and careers involved yes. with that. And that partnership and connection with the police department will further help engage young people to look beyond mm -hmm. the scope and sequence of what they see in, in front of them, if that makes sense. Absolutely. I'm, I, I know I keep saying it, but I'm look, so amped and looking forward to the opportunities that exist and enhancing that program. Um, it stands to benefit not only the students, but certainly the organization and the profession. Yes, you know, sir. They can determine early on what path they need to take if they wish to pursue a career in law enforcement, public safety, or the legal um, the legal um, pursuits. Yes, sir. So Hampton City Schools and the Hampton Police Department have similar goals in regards to employee recruitment and retention. So we want people to choose to stay in Hampton like you and I did. Absolutely. So this actually ties into the academy. So can you explain to the listening audience how Hampton Police Department is finding jobs for young people who aren't old enough to work as police officers yet? And what types of opportunities do we have for them? Yes. At the age of 18, anyone's old enough to assume a professional position, which could be the dispatch, administrative positions, forensics, or uh, the public safety officers. Um, we have a cadet program, which is ideal for those young people that aren't quite old enough to become sworn. And essentially what the cadet program does is give them an introduction into law enforcement. Some of their responsibilities are uh, taking reports, uh, taking reports, uh, traffic enforcement, 
that will not require them to engage, say, an operator of a vehicle, um, helping us with our special events, with traffic control, and other miscellaneous assignments. We have a great many of our officers have uh, come by way of the cadet program, where at 18 years old, they can come on board. The additional benefit with the cadet program is they can assume a part-time position during the summer, and then they can go to school as they would normally for their pursuits of higher education, and we'll keep a position available. So during the summer, if they wish to come back and continue as a cadet, we allow for that. And then if they want to transition into a full-time police officer position, they're our very best candidates. I was going to say it must lay a great foundation to start yes. off in the cadet program and then transition over to the police department. So I know you mentioned earlier you also overseeing the school resource officers. Yes. And I also know for the listening audience, you are actually the public information yes. officer for the Hampton Police Department. Had various positions, so it, I think it more than prepared you to be in the position that you are in today. So let's talk a little bit about the relationship in regard to our school resource officers. Some individuals think school resource officers or SROs as we call them, our school employees, but they are still actually uniformed police officers in our schools assisting with school safety. So explain to the listening audience the role of a school resource officer. Sure. Well, first, commending the uh, command staff of the school resource officer program. We have a Lieutenant Paula Shack, We have a Corporal Wisniewski and a Corporal, excuse me, Sergeant Wisniewski and a Corporal Hippel. Um, and Basically, they understand the division's vision that the school resource officers are there as mentors to provide guidance and support to provide self -learning, a safe learning environment for the students, not only in school, but away from school in their communities, neighborhoods, and school-related functions. Yes, sir. And so the way we do that is we establish solid, good relationships with the kids, get their trust, um, become a resource for them if they have a dilemma or crisis that they would not otherwise take, say, home to a parent or to a teacher. Uh, we identify any crisis that exists within their communities or at home, provide the resources and relief for those crises, redirect them, uh, make sure it doesn't overflow into the school. And again, even while at school, building relationships with the students. Um, we've done such a great job at that. We've had a couple students or prior students that have come on board to the Hampton Police Division as sworn officers. Yes, sir. And have identified that their school resource officers as mentors to them and the respect that they had for the job and the position and how valuable their contribution to the students and the school program is that they felt obligated or drawn to become police officers in Hampton. And I think, you know, when I first, well, started in the system and we had the school resource officers when I was a building principal, one of the things I saw happening, happening naturally was that relationship that young people were formulating with the police officers or school mm -hmm. resource officers. So it was no longer something like you see a police officer, I'm afraid, I'm nervous because they broke down those barriers and sure. established that rapport with young people. And it made them feel comfortable coming to talk to them. But I can't say enough about the relationship and rapport that the resource officers have with the Hampton City School staff as well. So when we're interacting with it's like we're all one big family. Absolutely. And we 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 stay true to recognizing the school and community are one and the same. Police uh, school resource officers will reach out to us and say, hey, this happened over the mm -hmm. weekend. You want to be mindful of this may spill over into the school and vice versa. We'll share, hey, this happened in the school. It may spill over into the community. So it is a, a very good working relationship that we have all to make certain that our schools and communities remain safe as being a priority for us as well. So we certainly appreciate your work on that end. So tell us about the importance of reaching young people while they are still in school. Well, that's where they're spending most of their time where they have the most influence, whether that be positive or negative. So we need to occupy that space. It goes back to that whole theory of meeting them where they are. Yes, sir. Um, 
a great majority of their time. If there's going to be something adverse, even if it happens away from school, it could have begun in the school because of the diversity that exists in that space. So we're there, we're present. Again, give them options, resources, show them the best way to do and negotiate through uh, stress, conflict. And again, the school and the police department have the same agenda, providing a safe environment and workspace for the students and those around there. So um, we're effective at doing that because of the partnership we have in information sharing. So um, again, the officers, they're there for the students. Uh, we address issues that may have nothing to do with school or the school environment. Stressors at home, siblings that are going through a crisis, uh, something that's happening at uh, an employment that they may have in the community. Uh, again, the mentorship and, and guidance that the school resource officers provide occurs 90% of the time in the school. Yes, sir. Um, but we're there whenever they need us. So, Chief Weidman, tell the listening audience something about yourself other than the police work that you've done, something interesting that folks may not know about you. I am a Pulp Fiction fan. Pulp Fiction. <laughs> I couldn't get into that movie. I tried, but I could not get into it. <laughs> I, I've seen it hundreds of times. That's off track, but yeah. Um, you know, but but uh, yeah, I mean, uh, it, I really am just uh, uh, committed to community. I've been a public servant my entire life. Um, I don't know what I could do or would do otherwise. Uh, and Hampton's given me an amazing opportunity to come back post-retirement. Yes, sir. And uh, do it at that next level where I can, I guess, feel like I can engage more, um, take advantage of my experience, enhance the, the careers and the uh, the experience for the officers um, that we still have here in the agency, uh, reach out to our community and, and you know reconnect our partnerships and relationships that once existed. I, I'm pretty simple. That's pretty me. I'm pretty yeah, cutter. Yes, sir. I, uh, we have a lot of similarities and our love for the city of Hampton and the opportunities that have been bestowed upon us uh, being Hamptonians, Hamptonians. and, and uh, looking at two a Bruin and a Phantom being in the positions <laughs> that they're in and working collaboratively to ensure that our city is safe and our yes, young sir. people are striving to the highest levels they possibly can. Anything you like to do in your spare time, free time? What do you like to do in your free time? When you have well, it, when a I have second free or two. time, <laughs> I guess I well one of my favorite things to do is actually uh, my yard. Just to be in my garden or in the yard landscaping, it's just like my stress relief. So uh, what are, what are you growing in that garden? Is right it really now, growing, or you, you well, just right now the weeds are growing? <laughs> <laughs> I, I gave the vegetables a great a break this year. Had a lot going on. <laughs> <laughs> but we're getting there. But what? <laughs> so have you actually produced anything? Years past. This year was bad because of my transition from out of my former retirement and working for the Air Force back to the city right. and a lot of moving parts. Right. So I didn't have the time. But next year, I'll bring a basket full of goods. A couple of years ago, I was a little bit successful with cucumbers and that, I think some peppers. But that was about it. Yeah, cucumbers <laughs> and cherries, tomatoes don't count. They're prolific. I mean... Doesn't take a lot of work. Just saying, I I'll give you that. If that's so at one want. time you produce what? If if I only produce cucumbers and peppers, several varieties of peppers, several varieties of tomatoes, um, okra, uh, lettuce, um, a wide range of items, and some things I don't even eat just to prove I could grow them. All right, I'm going to hold you to yes, that. Sir. So please do. When, when you get a little bit of free time, you get back to the gardening, I'm going to see what you bring over to the office and uh, oh, we, yes, sir. we can compare. Yes, sir. <laughs> Anything you'd like to share in regards to community engagement? I know you've been out 
just like me mm-hmm. in the new position out engaging internal and external stakeholders about the city of Hampton. So anything you'd like to share in regards to community engagement? Well, that's what I think the Hampton Police Division does well. Um, and it was easy for me to just fall back in that role because our community is so welcoming. Um, they make it easy to have a vibrant, robust community engagement program. I've made myself available throughout the city. Um, my schedule, my calendar is predicated on when someone wants to see me. Um, I think it's important so we establish that relationship, are comfortable with one another, the police department and the community and all the members within, um, so we can identify the needs of the community as we provide service and not make any assumptions about right. what their priorities are. Right. And the best thing and the best way to do that is face-to-face contact, whereas if there's an officer patrolling within this city or if someone has to come to downtown Hampton and City Hall and see an officer, they see someone they're familiar with, someone yeah. that looks like them, someone that's potentially a friend. Right. I think we're all better served by having that approach. And uh, we're successfully moving towards that. We've already had a, re- a beautiful relationship. We have so many partners within the community as well as our city government, our school systems, our uh, government leaders. Um, and I can only see nothing but success. Absolutely. We're on the same page with that. So as we wrap up, Chief, if there's one piece of advice you could give to young people, what would it be? Or even if it's some advice you could give to young people. Engage. Get involved with your community. Um, have that dialogue. Um, be interested to the point where, you know, you know what's going on in your community and you make your contribution by voting. Um, that's the best. That's what I've done. Engage my community at every place I could, um, whether it be some of the you know, community services events or, or contributions I make and being right. present, um, assisting to support something that I, I am passionate about, uh, is in support of our community, participating, um, and just engaging everyone at whatever level necessary to uh, enhance and make our community more vibrant. I certainly like and give respect that, and I think one of the, one of the many things I admire about you is your visibility and yes, your sir. ability to engage with all stakeholders and particularly with our young people. Um, we often say the me I see is the me I'll be. So yes, if they have an opportunity to, en- opportunity to engage with the chief of police, they can perhaps envision, hey, this is something that I could actually aspire to do. And mm-hmm. having that connection and relationship or mentorship from you, I think, will, will serve our young people in our oh, community yeah. well. I'm a product of my community, my environment. And I guess I was most moved where I came across a young person and they were with a parent. And they said never would they have thought or never have they ever met a police chief. And just wow. that kind of bewildered me that if the police chief is, you know, your protector and works for your community, why that wouldn't be the case. Why I shouldn't? Why wouldn't I be available for them? Oh, I agree. And and I'm just thinking back. We reflect back on when we were kids. I don't recall meeting the yeah. chief of police or folks in high ranking positions. They were only seen, I guess, on TV through, mm-hmm. uh, I guess, interviews or what have you. But to actually have that connection and, and engage with young people on a regular basis. I think it just opens doors and gives young people a sense of hope. I can do this and many other things and accomplish just about anything I want to in life. Fair enough. Yes, sir. So I certainly want to thank you, Chief Weidman, for joining me today. And thank you for your service and dedication to the great city of Hampton. I've thoroughly enjoyed our time together and look forward to our continued partnership. And to our listeners, remember, education is the most powerful weapon you can use to change the world. As one community, one transformation, we will ensure academic excellence for every child, every day, whatever it takes. We will catch you next week. 
Listen to learn more about Hampton City Schools. New episodes of HCS Talks drop on Thursdays. Subscribe and listen to HCS Talks. HCS Talks is a Hampton City Schools production.